There's a lot of optimism around wool these days, a lot of enthusiasm, and with that comes a lot of young people, which is uh, terrific. Ella. That's really true, Marius. Hello and welcome to The Yarn. I'm Ella Edwards, I'm here with Marius Cumming, and we're here to discuss young people and wool. That's right. So the Breeding Leadership Program, it's been running since 2002, and since that time, over 150 young people have gone through this program. The 2018 week-long course ran in mid-February and Emily King from Australian Wool Innovation led the program along with Rural Directions from South Australia. Emily had a great conversation with four of the young participants, Jade Clough from Daniloquin, Roy Elliott from Gilgandra, Alex House from Noangarup and Oliver Vito from Darren Allen. Here she is speaking with them. Hi guys, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Emily. Thanks, Emily. I guess you know it's been a big week, pretty intense. A lot of a lot of concepts covered, uh, and also um, you know a lot of networking opportunities as well. What's been a standout for you? Yeah, so Roy here. Standout for me over the week has been the whole aspect of where AWI is going and coming back to the leadership course, which we've just done. We um, learnt about ourselves and business planning, succession planning, how to work with others in a team and uh, sort of values as cultures and uh, stuff like that throughout the week. And for us to get somewhere in the industry we, to take you out of today, I think it's been really, or well, this week, so it's been really, really good. And now I can't uh, express how much I enjoyed this week and how much I would like to uh, pass it on to others. I think a, um, a fantastic part of this week has just been the, the networking component. Um, to be able to come here and meet and network over the week with 22 other young, passionate people within the industry is fantastic. Um, the diverse, well, the geographical diversity of the participants and also um, where they fit within the industry. So we've got every everyone from wool growers, shearers, classes, um, through to through to brokers as well. So they're all bringing their own backgrounds and, and experiences, um, and I think that's been an invaluable part of this week for me. Yeah, uh, Alex, I, I couldn't agree more with um, what Ollie's just said uh, about the diversity of the people that are on the course. So um, in this room, we've got a farm manager of a corporate farm, um, a consultant going into farming, a shearer and a wool classer. And uh, yeah, for me, it's been great to, to actually get, I suppose, an overview from the different people at different um, points in the industry, what's, uh, you know, what their concerns are, what their optimisms are, uh, and, and just to generally get a bit of a feel for that. But um, I suppose on the course itself, the, the theory side of it, there's a, there's a whole heap of it, but um, it's really uh, taught to be put into practice. So for me, it'll be a really valuable tool to, to go back to the family farm with. The other thing is that we get a few um, practical uh, tours as well. So we saw some processing, um, which is easy to assume that young growers have seen that, but um, for myself, I hadn't. Um, so I'd just seen the wool shed. And uh, we went and saw a few innovators and, um, and uh, entrepreneurs like Anlaby Stud, for example, and they were, um, yeah, they were really good to hear from. Yeah, for me, um, like, it's just that everything has been covered right across the whole board, whether you're like in a shearing team, um, a farmer and making connections between like the wool broker um, to like the bigger picture obviously so yeah everything's just connected and 
the whole week's just been run looking at one aspect every day. Yeah, and, and like we said, you know, that I was saying before that um, having the diversity and, and talking to Jade this week and, and Roy cheering and, and wool classing is, um, there's been some pretty um, hot debates about different, um, different things and stigmas in the industry. And uh, yeah, everyone's really got involved and, and no one's really held back through the week as well, which has been awesome because it really takes the people to make you get the most out of the course, I think, if everyone opens up and, and discusses things and, and really speaks, speaks their mind. From my point of view, there's been quite an amount of respect in the group throughout the week and Absolutely. everyone's been really open and has been really talking to each other from all across the wool industry. And so this course, Breeding Leadership, targets people from right across the industry do you think it's something that anyone could apply no matter what their job or what their role in the wool industry? So I'll start that one off. As being a shearer, coming into this course, I got approached by another person who had done it before and told me that I should do it. And I thought, oh, no, I'm not going to apply. I'm only, I'm, not, I'm just, you know, I'm not a stud leader. I'm not a class. I'm just a, you know, a shearer. And I thought, oh, bugger it. Go out there. I'm going to rub shoulders with the big dogs. And, uh, <laughs> I'll be uh, you know, seeing a few opinions my way and it's been really, really good. I can't emphasise how much I've got out of this week and coming from where I'm at in the industry. When hearing about the, the breeding leadership program, I sort of had the perception that it was, you know, gonna be specifically targeted towards, you know, merino wool growers and um and and very uh I suppose almost a little bit production related as well. But effectively what we've learnt during the week uh, you know the core fundamentals of personality type, um, developing culture, and communication. So I, I think it can be applied retrospectively across any industry and any occupation, um, and that's that's been a fantastic component of it. Yeah, no, I really agree with what what Ollie said, Ollie said as well. So I think there's, um, you know, there's uh, there's plenty to be talked about, and there's heaps of people out in the wool industry that are that are very passionate, and um, and as we learned this week. There's extroverts and introverts, and uh, there's plenty of introverts that don't want to put their hand up. But I'd certainly encourage those people to um, to, to apply because you don't actually have to show your face to apply, and then uh, and then you'll get a lot out of it, and you'll uh, you'll really come out of your shell. And me, um, obviously, being a wool class site and backing up sort of Roy's comment, like why I came, it's because you know, so like being off a farm and then being you know going into the sheds and then doing like being a wool class and then on from that. Being a masterclass, I got you know, yeah, like I sort of had the same sort of point of view. I was like, oh, you know, should I apply or not? And then I just did. But then when Rory brought up the topic of the just the shearer sort of thing the other day, that's what for me I was just like, yes, you know, there needs to be like a bit of an industry yep. standard lift across the board. Like, and it starts, it doesn't necessarily have to start um, with the shearer and the shearing team going to the shed and like presenting themselves, mm. you know. Yeah. It needs to sort of start with the farmer and then the communication with the farmer and the shearer and how the jobs, you know, all that. Communication between shearer and farmer, I would sort of encourage because, you know. It's, it's not just the shearer and the no. farmer, it's, it's, it's the wool broker, it's everyone yeah, it's else. Culture. Whole supply chain. It yeah. is, yeah, that's right. So it's and not, yeah. With that, like I think the stigma will lift yeah. the shearing teams and we'll like be able to sort of um, make shearing teams look more professional than the, like you know we are professional obviously we're like you know professionals in our job yeah, yeah. but the stigma sort of needs to lift a little bit you know and that. come to these courses we're we're doing that we're lifting that stigma so yeah uh, yes. um, yeah i'm glad i've done it anyway yeah, yeah. I'm glad I did it. see where it leads on yeah
and it's been uh, it's also been really good as well because we got to sit down with Stu McCulloch, uh, the CEO of, of AWI, and um, I think yeah, like, like what we've been talking about having all like, all the diversity and, and actually getting to talk to him from the top and get a bit of his feedback and, and he could hear a bit about what we uh, you know what we've been thinking through the week and and a few of our thoughts. So I think that'll be really good for AWI, and it's, it's good that they're willing to to give that back as well. I think um, one of the things I took away from our our talk with. Stuart McCulloch yesterday was the, the Australian wool industry is on the cusp of an innovation boom. So for young people in the industry, um, no matter what their role or position, I think um, we've got an incredibly exciting time ahead and we're, we're very well positioned where we are at the moment. You're with The Yarn, a podcast from Australian Wool Innovation and we're hearing from Emily King in South Australia at Breeding Leadership and she's speaking with Jade Clough, Roy Elliott, Alex House and Oliver Vidor. We're seeing record high prices for wool. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk about, you know, um, great careers across the industry. Um, you know, there's money around in the industry at the moment. What do you see as the future for you guys? What's your plan for yourself in the industry? I think there's huge opportunity. Uh, we're in a pretty unique situation where supply isn't really growing. Um, there might be a few percent up and down, but um, essentially it's pretty stable. And um, as, as we know in the industry, demand is, is booming at the moment. Um, there's no promises in commodity pricing, but um, you can only work with the here and now. And uh, right now it's really positive. And I think that there's uh, an influx of jobs across across the board and um, yeah hopefully uh, I hear that there's a lot of people going through uni and, and TAFE and studying different things in ag and wool in particular so it'll be good to start seeing them filter through the system. Absolutely. Uh, yeah so my sort of short-term goals is where I'm going to go within the industry. I'd like to one day obviously buy a property myself and, and have a, a uh, commercial merino flock but Immediately, I'd like to go into the shearer training and wool handling aspect, not just um, training in that. I'd like to go further afield in promotion of the industry, shearing industry, and get um, more people involved from other cultures and sort of make it more diversified again, whereas we just see that it's um, country boys that are into it. And I think there's a lot of potential there to go into the cities and, and bring them out if they're not you know, sort of liking that hustle bustle they can come out into the, into the country and shearing industry and shearing itself is a well paying job so there's yeah there's room for opportunity there for them and yeah so that's just where I'm heading yeah yep so there was a comment made like a um a quote made this week um the standard you walk past is the standard you accept and for me that's a big thing um with being a wool classer and working as um you know my partner's a shearing contractor so obviously you know, I have a bit of a standard across, you know, my line of work and being a classer. Um, so yeah, I'm just really going to adapt that more so to my line of work and my shearing team and build them sort of up and get them to sort of be responsible for the standard that they will pass. Yeah. Um, I'm also like, I would love to do a bit of training because that's what I sort of thrive on, like um, teaching like yeah. wool handlers that come into the industry and know, like let them know that there is a good career out there and you know you can aim high and go through the line so that's yeah what I would like to do. So you guys have had um, you guys have got skills this week that you think will allow you to transition into some of those roles? Absolutely I mean I was sort of just going to add to that 
my background has been sort of from a corporate farming side. I don't have a family farm to return home to. And time and again, results have shown that family farms have been more successful than corporates. And, you know, I think that comes down to the culture and uh, corporates, the, the employees not having, you know, skin in the game, having a real investment in what they do. So for me, I really want to try and, I suppose, change the stigma a little bit yeah. and show that, you know, um, corporate farms can can have, you know, a real investment in what they do in a day-to-day um, matter. The learnings I can take away from this week will, um, will go a great deal in helping that. There was one thing that you, you know, your sort of little thing that you like to focus on, one thing you'd like to maybe see an improvement or a change in the industry, what would that be? Culture, definitely culture within the sheds. And that's what I'm going to take it back from this week, go home into my own or into the contract team I work for and yeah, sort of raise that culture up and make it a uh, more enjoyable, I'm not saying it's not enjoyable, but I make it, try and make it a bit more of a um, happy, want to be there, lovely job sort of uh, workplace. Yeah. yeah, I think that uh, a point that I think I mentioned it before, but Roy actually um, did bring up a discussion uh, one morning about, and it was it's a, a point he's passionate about and it's the stigma around shearing. Um, so for an industry tra- change, I didn't probably think of that um, when I came into the course, but now here on the last day, I think that that, um, yeah, that's probably stuck with me a bit is, uh, is that stigma with, um, at, with shearing, uh, essentially, and the fact that I think it is a great opportunity for people to get into. And uh, yeah, hopefully there's uh, more like Roy to come because yeah, he's, I think he's a, he's a great guy and he's got, um, yeah, got all the right attributes of uh, a professional shearer and industry persons. Please, I'll bug you out well. I'd love to see the, the uh, public perception uh, improve behind not only the wool industry, but I suppose livestock enterprises in Australia in general. Um, I know that's always been the elephant in the room. There's no silver bullet approach, but um, I definitely think there are ways we can work a bit harder towards uh, improving that. Just to finish up, did you enjoy the course and would you recommend it? I absolutely loved it. I couldn't, yeah, loved it. I'll, I'll be going out and telling everyone about it and hopefully they, people I tell, they get, um, yeah, get in next, next time it's around, so yeah. I agree, yeah, it's a great course. Um, I'll, I'll certainly tell people that I hear um, bring up a topic or, or just generally think that might be interested, I'll, uh, I'll give them a shout to, to do that. And uh, yeah, hopefully from this, we'll, uh, I'm sure we will maintain uh, a network, open network across the board, which is great because you get um, contacts all across Australia now. So that'll be awesome. Yeah, no, absolutely loved it. And, uh, and I'll be emphasising to, to people considering it that it doesn't matter what background they come from or what area of the industry they work in, um, there are principles that everyone will take away from it. Yep, I definitely would agree. Um, have loved every minute of this course. It's just been, yeah, fantastic. And I'd be definitely encouraging, if you're thinking about a career in wool in any aspect, definitely, definitely take this because it just takes your skills that you've already got and it just sort of um, builds on that and just, it sort of gives you a bit of power behind it and like oh, backing yeah. sort of yeah. to be like, yeah, you know, yeah, it's just been a really good week. That's Emily King speaking with the 2018 Breeding Leadership participants, Jaden Clough, Roy Elliott, Alex House and Oliver Vidor. Run every two years, the next Breeding Leadership course will be in 2020. But if you'd like to find out more about breeding leadership, head to the education section on wool.com. So that's it for another episode of The Yarn. But let's not stop the conversation here. If you have feedback, please email us on theyarn at wool.com. Share a tweet with us at wool innovation or follow us on Instagram at beyond the bale. 
I'm Ella Edwards and I'm looking forward to our next yarn.